Go. And welcome to the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says... James, you gave up everything for her. When her secrets find its way out, it'll be the death of you. I, it's from the new Bond movie, No Time to Die. I went to go see it today. How was it? I enjoyed it. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I the, the biggest problem I have with it <coughs> is, you know, Remy Malik is the villain. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was weak sauce. Really? Like, I don't think it was Remy Malik's fault. I think it's just the script. Like, the script just didn't do the villain any justice. And, like, the villain, like, he was necessary, like, but he really, like, because it was about Bond. Uh You know, that's what I enjoyed about, that's what I've enjoyed about the Daniel Craig run, is these movies have been about Bond, not just some random adventure yeah you know like they, they've found a way to link the five movies together so it's all one large story and um and i really i mean i've really liked it because it's exploring the character of james bond yeah and uh <laughs> you know i i i liked like the, the opening sequence is like normally like if you think back to like old bond movies like that opening sequence is always like some grandiose adventure like action piece yeah yeah. and this one i mean there was it was an action piece there was a a car chase but it wasn't some grandiose like it it was telling a story like it it was a very important part of the story yeah and it was part a very important part of bond's story and like so because so often, like that, that that first like ten minutes of the movie, like it's mm. like it's fun to watch, but it has very little to do with what you what the rest of the movie's about. It's just a, an action piece to get you into the movie, and this was very different from that. And it was like I think you were like you were twenty twenty five minutes in before they finally rolled credits. Oh, really? Those, those open that the opening credit sequence. I was like, "Wow, man, this is uh, going on." But um, I, I thought overall I I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I my biggest complaint is just you know the the villain, and it's tough because like you know you look at this series and they've had three very good villains, <laughs> and you kind of want to finish with a four four out of five good villains and. Unfortunately, Malik was, you know, his character wasn't up to snuff. I think if they could have given Remy Malik something a, more meaty to bite into, he could have delivered, though. Which we know he can do. So. Yeah. But um, but overall, I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was, uh, I guess, the first movie I've gone to a theater to see since uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. And, uh, No, I was very. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
I had all sorts of internet trouble yesterday. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Like, uh, it was like, like my entire, like the first half of my day at work was like my computer just going down because the internet oh. kept going on. And I called Comcast and I get that, you know, oh, there's a problem in your area. We have a technician on site. I'm like, whatever. Okay, just fucking fix it. And, uh, like, at 3 o'clock, like, it just, went, it was a completely gone. Like, from, like, 1.30 to, like, 3 o'clock, like, like, it kept coming up and going back down, coming up, going back down. Well, at 3 o'clock, it just, it went away. And uh, I called my boss, and she finally called me back at, like, 5.30, and she was like, yeah, we need you to come into the office. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, you know, the, the problem is, like, a lot of the stuff that, like, all, the computers are, like, like, they're personalized. Like, everything you have to get. Like, so for me to go in and work on a new computer, I have to, like, it's not under my name. I have to, like, spend a half hour, like, pulling up all this information I need to do my job. Yeah, and it is like a, just a massive pain in the dick, mm. you know. So it's like, okay, great, yeah, I'm coming into work. I get into work. I spend my first half hour, like you're telling me we're fucking buried, and I spend my first half hour just trying to pull up programs I need to do my job. Yeah, yeah, you know. So that sucked. Do they pay for your internet at home? No. Like, but they I, want I, you to work at home. Well, no. I mean, I, I think if the situation was that I was going to stay at home, I think they do then. Like, I know people who initially, like, when they went work from home, they had to have a <laughs> second cable line installed for business. And, <clears throat> like... They were given a modem to use. Mm-hmm. But because I was sent home in an emergency situation, quote unquote, you know, there wasn't any like pre inspection of my home, like for HIPAA purposes. There, there was none of that. It was just like, okay, take your shit and go. And mm-hmm. just here, here's an Ethernet cable, just plug this in your modem. So. So that I, I do think like other people who the, who like if we're in the same situation, I think they have to transition and get like that second line that the company then pays for. Is that coming? Well, not for me because I'm going back in. No, you are. Yeah. No, I thought you were not. No, I'm going back into the office once they clear that. Yeah. Well, you could probably claim internet on your next tax bill. I think I I I, I, I think I did it last time. I think it was yeah. like, you know, do you work from home? And, you know, so I think I claimed I can't remember. Like, yeah. they really gave me so much. I think whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, but I, cause it, cause it's like, you know, that's that, that, you know, I'm plugged in my home modem. So it's not like, you know, <coughs> it's like it's just being used for business, you know, right. It's used for everything else. So, I guess the difference. Yeah. I wouldn't have a way of like divvying up that bill. So. Yeah. yeah. But uh. But yeah, I don't. I don't know when they're gonna set. To, you know, bring me back in. Um. 
I know we, I mean, they're moving in the process of moving right now from where we were at, at Penn center uh-huh. over to like, you know, the old Monroeville expo mart. All right. So that's supposed to be done, I guess, by the end of this month. And then I'm figuring they're probably going to bring me back like around the beginning of the year or end of the year, like end of December, early January. I see. That's my thinking. You looking forward to it? I am and I'm not. Like there's something nice about like like being done with work and just walking downstairs to watch TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a nice feeling. You know, my daily commute is up and down the steps. That's it. You know. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm a fucking hermit. Mm. You know, like I, I have, you know, so it's, I, I think it's psychologically, it's good for me to like go into work and be around people. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Okay. Yeah. It cuts a little time off my drive in too. It's since they're gonna be at the Expo Mart now. Doesn't. Yeah, because I'm just going instead of like jumping on, talk about getting really fucking local. Instead of jumping on the tri and going into like Turtle Creek and going all like all that back way and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just you know going down across the bridge and then yeah right on up to the to the mall. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it saves like about 10 minutes. No, yeah, it's not bad. No. Nah. <coughs> mm. That's it. That's, that's the, uh, the fun excitement I've been experiencing this week. How about you? Nothing. Nothing. No, I just watched Doom Patrol and Titans. Yeah. Can't think of anything else. I watched Malignant. It's about it. Yeah. You didn't watch the Chappelle special? Nah. Nah. Not yet. Did you? I did, yeah. Was it good? It's controversial. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it's always controversial. Right, but I mean, it's <clears throat> like it, it's like it's tough to describe because like I like there were points where I was like, I get what what Dave is trying to say. Yeah. But he's not saying it the right way. <laughs> you know what I mean like and it's it's not even like it wasn't that it was a it was just like ew, you know but like at the end of it like I got his point and I guess the problem is like the people who are like really blasting this aren't getting the point of what he's trying to say yeah just the controversial way that he's saying it I think I I <clears throat> And I get, cause me, like, we're the same age. Me, me and Chappelle are the same age. We're both 48. Mm. And, I mean, not only does it, like, I, while our life experiences are vastly different, because, you know, he's a, 
an African-American man who's experienced much different world than I have. Mm. Um, I understand like the, uh, I guess because especially like, you know, the, the thing that's really coming out is like, you know, the, the trans stuff that he talked about, like, you know, transphobic and, and shit like that. And like, I get it. Because the world that him and I grew up in, like, it was a joke. Like, it was a joke on Three's Company. Like, it, you mm-hmm. know, like trans, like, it was like something like you went to Sweden to have this surgery done and shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it was like, it was, so it's, it's him saying, like, I'm trying to be a better person about it. I wish you would be a better person about it as well. Mm-hmm. But he's not saying it in a way that people understand that that's what he's trying to say. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I guess the problem is like, I get it because like, I get his standpoint on like, you know, because like, he says stuff like, you know, it, a, a black man can murder another person. Like he's talking about this guy, the, the baby. He's like, a black man can kill another, uh, can kill another person at Walmart in North Carolina, and it not affect their career. But they say something um, offensive to black, to uh, to gay people. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, like, it's shit like that. It's like you know, it, it, <clears throat> I'll be interested to hear your opinion when when you when you watch it. But like, I took it. The thing I took away from it was like, it's like. He's trying to like understand, but it's hard for him to understand. Yeah, yeah. Because of the world he like he grew up in and the the stigmas or the whatever you want to call it that's attached to being, you know, a black man in America. I mean, you know, I'm sure being a, a gay black man in America is even harder, you know, because not only you know is there racism, but there's also the, you know, anti-gay stuff. I mean, you know, like, and he's t- trying to talk about it, but he's like, it just, it didn't come across in a way where you felt like he gets it. I see. You know, I, I, it's, t- it's tough to describe. Like, I hate, I hate trying to like, trying to defend him because then I sound like a bigoted asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I, I, so I'm not going to try to defend them, but it's like I got what he was trying to say. I just don't think he said it very well. Right. Which is a shame because, I mean, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of comedy, I think Dave Chappelle is there for me. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, and so like for, him, for this to be like, like, he's like, this is my last special for, for a while. Like that hurts. Cause it's like, you went out on a note that I just don't think you should have went out on. Yeah, I hear you. But, but I'll be intrigued. I'll be intrigued to hear your thoughts because, I mean, you're like me. I mean, you're you're you love Chappelle. I do. I, I love. You Chappelle. know. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's one of the best comics ever. He is, and it, you know, hands down. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it 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 it's good. There there were some things in there that, you know, I busted out laughing, and there were some things I was like, 
Ooh. Uh, maybe you shouldn't have said that, Dave. <laughs> I know they yeah. want to. Some people are calling for it to be pulled. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I. It's tough. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to describe. I I had I, after I watched it, I I had to sit down and kind of like think about it for a minute. I was like, wow, man, that that went to some deep dark places. That uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> right. But I, I get the end of it when I thought it through. I'm like, I get what he's trying to say. I just don't think he said it very well. Right. Right. You know. No, we'll see. Yeah. Other than that, I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched anything. Other than the Never Give Ass the Mouth and <laughs> yeah. Doom Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, like I haven't watched Doom Patrol this week. Like I haven't watched any of that stuff. Like the only thing I watched was uh Ted Lasso. I watched the season finale of Ted Lasso. Mm. But like all the other stuff, like I just haven't gotten around to watching. <coughs> I don't know why. <laughs> kind of been putzing around all day. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to get. I mean, when we're done with this, I'll like. Edit the podcast real quick and be like, okay, let's watch some TV. All right. All right. So, um, I, I want to get your opinion on this mm. because this is close to home for. You and your family. Okay. So I, I'm sure you're aware that you know that they, they are making a they're rebooting the Hellraiser series. Yeah, we, I've heard that before. Yeah. Well, um, they've cast the new Pinhead. Okay. And it's a woman. Really? Yeah. Her her name is Jamie Clayton. Um. She was one of the stars of the L Word Generation Q, mm-hmm. um, but she has been cast as the the new Pinhead. Okay. Now, I I will be honest. I I've never read any of the Clive Barker short stories or anything, so I like the hit. Other than Doug Bradley as Pinhead, I know nothing about the like the the literature that was behind this. I don't know anything about the literature. So. Okay. I, a friend of mine, a, a, a very deep um, horror aficionado, Chris Husiak, um, he posted, settle the fuck down in the books, Pinhead's a woman. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to take Chris at his word. I don't know for certain. Um, but the Hellraiser series, Pinhead in particular, in your household, very, very big deal. So what what are your thoughts about A, the reboot, and B, this casting decision? Well, I'm not as big of a fan as Lisa is. Right. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of Hellraiser. I mean, I like Hellraiser. 
but she's the real aficionado and fan of the, of the series. And a Bradley. So. Right. I mean, she she had Doug Bradley touch her pregnant stomach at one point. <laughs> yeah. Much to my chagrin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hold on. Hey, Lisa. Come here for a second. (laughs) What do you think? Did you read anything about the new Hellraiser? What do you think about them casting? Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine? In one of the books, and one of the books, Ashley trades places with one of the Zimbites. Oh, really? So it's perfectly fine. Because they said Pinhead in the books is actually a woman. Gender. It's gender fluid. It's always been. Gender fluid. And in one of the books, Ashley trades places with one of the the Cenobites. So it's perfect. Okay. I'm just curious about your opinion. I'm excited about it. That Bradley's not in it? Huh? Bradley's not going to be in it? I don't know. No, I said. I don't know. I don't believe so. But um, Clive Barker's all over it. So you get his approval on it, then. Okay. Well, you heard it there, I think. But you heard straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I was, I was, I mean, I, I, I knew you. Why? I mean, I, I knew Lisa was like a super fan, but I knew you, you were a fan. Yeah, I mean, I am a fan. I just, um. Also, I'm trying to bring something horror here for you. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to mind it. And I don't think it's going to bother me in any way. Yeah. I mean, although, I mean, I, I do love Bradley, but, you know, things change, you know. <laughs> I get that. I, I think it's, it's one of those things that... I think the hard thing about it is, like, when I think of Pinhead, I, I do think of, like, Doug Bradley's voice. That's what I mean. It's the voice that you're going to that, that That's, I think, is going to be the hard thing. Like, um, otherwise, like, you know, for me, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like a, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do. But um, it's that voice that Doug Bradley brings, I think, more than anything. Like, I mean, the makeup is phenomenal. The look, you know, everything that Doug Bradley brings, but like his voice as Pinhead is what I think, you know, really makes that character. Right, right. You know, I agree with you. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how she, you know, brings this character to life. Yeah, because I mean, like, there's that thing. Like, you look at that character, you know, you see the, you know, everything about him. And if he was to be like, save your peers, don't waste the suffering, you know, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it wouldn't work. You know, like, you know, his is that, <clears throat> you know, voice of his like makes that character work so much. Right. Yeah. Man. We'll just have to see what she brings to the table. Right. I agree. I mean, if she, I just, I'm sure she'll pull it off, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I Clive just, Barker stamped his approval on it. So. Well, I think I think you know I know 
she said Clive Barker stamped his approval, but like this article makes it sound like Clive Barker's approval was bought. Well, maybe. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I think it was like something with, you know, um, the rights and I think Barker was fighting them on and I think they, they had to pay him a large sum of money. His creation. Yeah. But it is like it's it's one of those things like um you know uh like not like my Nell Street franchise I mean that was Craven was that Craven West Craven mm-hmm. no okay yeah it was yeah it was yeah it was what if that's I think it was somebody else Carpenter West Craven. I can't remember. I want, to, I want to say Anderson. Somebody Anderson. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Anyway, like, but like, I, I, me and Nancy were talking about because I was interested. Like, even if she's not a Hellraiser fan, like, what, what she would think of that? And like, the thing that we ended up discussing was like, with Freddy and Jason and characters like that, for the most part. <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter who's under the mask. All they have to do is kind of like, you know, look menacing and lumber. You know what right. I mean? Well, with Freddy, it's a little bit different. Um, right. But Freddy, like, like there was the whole, um, the remake with What's-His-Name. The guy who played Rorschach. Yeah, yeah. That people hated. Right. And I I really like that version of the movie because I feel like it's like it's more authentic. Like Freddie was a, a child molester. This is how people would have reacted mm-hmm. back then. You know, this is very very raw. Yeah, and I think people hated that because what they wanted from that character was the 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 goofy kills with the the bad one liners. Right. And. And they didn't get that in that version of night. So it's like, it's awful. No, it's not fucking awful. It's, it's real horror. You know, yeah. this is how yeah, this character crazy. should have been. Like, if you go back to the first movie, he kind of was, you know. Right, right. Exactly. Like, That's. It, it, but it was like, it was like, but like, as, a, as those movies went along, he became such the. the he, be, he became a cartoon character. Yeah, he did. In all honesty. And I mean, <laughs> some pretty dolls and, you know, all sorts of horse shit, you know, but yeah, so it became like this odd, it became this oddball thing of like he became the villain that you rooted for. Yeah. And why would you root for a child molester? Exactly. Exactly. So like, it's like that, people forgot the original story. Yeah. And like, it kind of tells you, it's a real weird thing on society too, that you actually rooted for a child molester. <laughs> yeah. Oh Yeah. Like I think by the time you got to like like Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, I think that's when they really went overboard with like like the the, the drug addict girl with the 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 knee you know Freddie with the needles and like the the sores on her arm were like like little like mouths like waiting for the nipple. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. You know, it was like yeah. shit like that. But I think like people were like you know, oh fucking Freddie's awesome man. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, 
<laughs> you know. Yeah. Let's think back just two movies ago. Yeah. Does anybody remember what Freddie did? Yeah. But, but like, like people will be like, oh, well, they never really go down that road. And like, well, so when they do in this remake, you get offended by it. Yeah, but they don't really go down that road. But but that's the truth of what happened in yeah. the story. Exactly. Kind of makes you question. Yeah, it does. It, like it really does. Like I did so, like the first one. Yo, the, the first one's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, the first three are very are, are for phenomenal. Then like after that, it like takes a turn. Yeah. Until you get to like you know the new nightmare. Yeah. You know, that was really well done. But um, but yeah, it's like a, that whole thing just like confuses me to no end because it's like. You know, he's a horrible person. He deserves to die in every single one of these fucking movies. No matter how how much you try to make him a sympathetic character, that like, you know he was you know a nun that was molested by the most evil criminals in in the in the world, or what you know, and, no, it doesn't excuse him. You know, right? Yeah. No matter where the evil comes from, it's evil. I kind of enjoyed Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. It was an okay film. But the rest of them were garbage. How many yeah. did they make? Eight? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they just kept turning them out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't blame them for that. I mean, it was a fucking... You'd, you'd, put one of the, you'd make one of those for like $10 million and you'd make $60 million back. Yeah. You know, like I don't blame them for turning that shit out. Yeah, I think Freddy did what Friday the 13th couldn't do. Like, they did for a while. But Freddy became bigger than Jason. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, when, like, when you reach that point where at the end of a, an Elm Street movie, you have the Freddy claw coming up and pulling the mask down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that shows you how far... You know, like how big Freddy actually became, where you could do that little little bit. Yeah, yeah. When Jason goes to hell. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> as long as you're not doing Jason space. Oh. Oh. Man. Horrible. It was so bad. Horrible. You just can't. And it's, and the first, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, because I'm not really a Friday 13th fan. So I was kind of like, this is so bad that maybe I shouldn't comment anyway, because I'm not really a Friday 13th fan, period. So it's kind of unfair for me to comment on a series that I don't really enjoy. You know what I mean? Right. But after watching it, rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, it's I mean, so bad. There are some movies like I, you're right. Like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. I mean, I, you know, I think one, two, and three are very, <clears throat> you know, then it starts to take a turn at four. But I mean, when they did Jason X, like Jason in space, it was like. 
This is horrific. What, Jason, what were you Jason takes Manhattan was pretty bad too. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there are some bad like, like, the, like you talk about like, like they were turning out these Freddy movies. At least they're like watchable. Yeah, some of the know, Jasons. So, some of these, some of these Friday the Thirteenth movies they turned out. You're just like, are they just trying to get the thirteen as quick as possible? Yeah, and then some is like, you know, you waste all that money on CGI and stuff like that. The good parts of that movie, as far as yeah. like CGI and effects, and it's like, man, you could have made something else with all that CGI you used. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the nanotechnology and all that kind of crap, yeah. which which is kind of interesting. Um, and could have made a great horror film, but no, you, you plugged it into this idiot. He's fucking, yeah. you know, frozen outside of the spaceship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. terrible. Uh, horrible. God, it was so bad. It, it was just like below sea level movies at some point. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, that sucks. It's almost like a disgrace to the franchise. It Actually, is. they disgraced themselves a long time ago. But yeah, you know but what I mean. That, but that's the low point. For my money, that's the low point. Jason, that's rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty bad. Anyway. Yeah, I haven't really seen anything that I want to uh, horror-wise. I haven't seen anything that I really have an interest in. I mean, *Malignant* was okay, um, but I just you're really. Watching, you're not watching the Chucky series on USA? Or I sci-fi? Are. I'm not. I, I was never a Chucky fan. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I was just too old for it when it came out like i like the first one but again chucky took the path of freddy and became something else like way something else yeah yeah and uh yeah we need to like bride a chucky and shit like that like with jennifer tilly it was like oh this is too far over the top and, and i mean jennifer tilly's okay but jennifer tilly's good in like spurts yeah, not a whole movie because she gets on my fucking nerves. I mean, she does. I mean, like, yeah, that's just, her voice just grates me. So, I mean, like, I can take it's, her in spurts. I just don't like her in like a long period of time in a movie. There's only one movie I can think of I actually liked her in. That was Bound. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Wachowski's first movie. That fucking movie's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. But I just, you know. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. But, uh, but like I said, Chucky took on this whole new phenomenon. That was like, yeah. I guess I just need, I, you know what I need is Stranger Things to come out. I think. Yeah. Um, I need something familiar, but yet something new. Yeah. I just haven't seen anything that piques my interest. I'm so tired of paranormal movies. I don't even know what to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, lot, they ran back soon. I know I saw that. I couldn't believe it. That trailer was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> didn't it? Huh? Didn't it though? 
Uh, like, oh, why does this have to end? Yeah, I can't believe they. I I don't know. I I, I thought it was done. No, they, I knew they, they said they were doing one more season. They announced that like at the end of season two, Netflix announced they're doing one more season. And I was like, why does it have to end? This so, this show is so fucking good. Yeah. So I'm ex- I am excited about that. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, but as far as horror wise, I, I just really haven't seen anything that really sparked my uh, interest. I did finish yeah. Squid Game. Did you? Uh-huh. Yeah, finally. Uh, I like the People ending. People were fucking raving about that. Yeah, but I remember when I mentioned it on the podcast, it was before the raving and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It, it was pretty pretty damn good. Not yeah, that I'm you patting were, myself on the back or anything, but I, you know I watch Korean films so anyway. Yeah. You, you, were, you were a little ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, because I, like Sweet Home, I, I fucking love that series. Yeah, um, that was a good horror series, uh, real good horror series. But um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I was starting to watch trailers the other day, and I just I never. Um, I turned it off. Yeah, because I thought there was a new Spider-Man trailer, and there wasn't. I got pissed off, so I just turned the whole thing off. <laughs> Yeah, and I, people are raving about about what Venom. I've heard mixed stuff about Venom. I've heard some. I've heard a lot of people say like it's like it's like okay. Like you know, I've heard I've heard some people say like you you know it's not as good as the first one, which I wasn't a fan oh. of the first one, so I can't you know. And I've heard some people are like, you know, it's fucking phenomenal. And I'm like, you know, so I've heard nothing but mixed reviews on it from like different people. Like, you know, people I like follow on the internet, like not like sites. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, I'm excited to see Woody Harrelson in that role. Yeah. Because, I mean, the thing is, everybody's like, you know, Woody Harrelson. But, I mean, Woody Harrelson's done some really good shit past 10 years. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean he really made you know decent comeback here. Yeah, you know he I, mean? did. Like, I agree with you. I mean he's like I'm right really there with him. acting well. Yeah. Um, I just watched him in something. Played a bad guy. Some something about an assassin in Japan. Okay. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. Or one of those. It was either on Netflix or Prime. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. I was. I can't remember the name of the damn movie. I'll I'll look it up here in a second. But about a about a hit woman. She was a. You know, hit woman. I mean, yeah, did, and uh, and she was good at it. But she was raised as a child by Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, one of those types of deals. Yeah, and uh, so went south, and someone poisoned her ass. 
And so she was going around trying to find out who poisoned her, number one, and who was responsible. Oh, that's that one with um that that the the girl from Cloverfield Lane. Yes. Yeah, I I I, I, I think I think it's on Netflix. I want to see that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of like that. Cool. It's kind of like a Statham movie where like he had to like, keep like his heart rate at a certain. Exactly. She keeps yeah. having to hit herself with Epi. Yeah. To slow down the poison. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I did want to see that because that looked very interesting. Great ending. I mean, like truly, I, I thought it was a really fucking that, decent movie. Sorry, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <clears throat> Maybe. Because I like her a lot. Might you see her in this? A lot of action. Tons. I mean, I'm talking just talking tons. I'm talking like John Wick type of action. Yeah. Yeah. Can't even believe I'm saying that. Yeah, her, her name's a Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. And um very good movie. At least I liked it anyway. Yeah. The movie's called Kate. Kate, yeah. Yeah. It's good. And that's on um I'm looking it up now. Uh, come on. Of course, IMDb is not going to tell me what streaming service I can get it on. <laughs> All right, but anyway, yeah, that's the movie. Yeah, because I, I, I did. I wanted to see that too. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Netflix. Yeah, watch on Netflix. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was good so, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll give this a shot. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those movies like, I saw a trailer for it, and I thought, that looks really good. I want to watch that. Uh-huh. And then uh, it kind of like disappeared from my radar for some reason. Like, unfortunately, Netflix movies do that. Like, they, it's like weird. And... You know, unless there's something I'm specifically watching on Netflix, I don't I don't see all everything that gets released on there, unfortunately. Yeah. But speaking of oddball trailers, did you see the trailer for Cyrano? No. You have to look this up at some point. We'll talk about it later. But it's a a remake of Cyrano de Bergerac, uh-huh. starring Peter Dinklage. Really? Yeah. So, so Cyrano doesn't have the nose. You know, he's he he he's a dork. Mm. And uh, it looked amazing. Really? It's a period piece. Right, right. And it looks like, like shockingly, I know this is going to shock people when I say this, but it looks like I think it's a musical as well. <laughs> really. Yeah, so it's like like the lines that Cyrano's feeding to Christopher are like, I guess he's singing them or whatever. I'm not quite sure, but anyway, like I mean, it, like I watched this trailer and I was just like, I've got to see this fucking movie. <laughs> I like the story of Cyrano, like the the Cyrano the Bergerac story. I love. I mean, you know, especially like Roxanne like told it so fucking amazingly. Mm. 
you know, but like, oh, I, I did like the play. I've read the play. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the play for what it is. So like, see, but like, I mean, Dinklage, it's so fucking good, you know? Like, yeah. as an actor, he is so fucking good. Like, it, it's a shame he's not six feet tall because he's so good as an actor. Like, and I, I hate saying that because unfortunately, you know, you know, because of his height, he's limited. And, you know, he's not going to get the type of roles that he should get as good of an actor as he is. Right. You know, which sucks because he is fucking amazing. No, yeah. I mean, he's one of the best actors out there, but, you know. Yeah. He is limited. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, I understand, I, and it is, it, it, but it's... But at least he's not in, like... What am I trying to say? At least he's not getting pushed into movies, like, Under the Rainbow. Yeah. Oh, yo, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, God bless Billy Barr. to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You you are right. <laughs> you know, like I said, like, God bless Billy Barty, but, like, you know, he sold his soul for shit like that. Or a foul play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. But at this, yeah. But at, at the same time, like, you know, um, in the garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, like he, here's like Dinklage is such a good fucking actor, and it's just like he is somebody who has dedicated himself to the craft. Right. Right. You know, and like I, I know he does a lot of plays apparently, so like it's interesting to see him like in, in a movie like this as the lead, you know, and let him carry a movie. Yeah. Like this. And I, I, I think, I think that's what has me most interested is like, it's Dinklage, you know? Yeah. Cause I like him so much and I wish he was in more stuff, but I understand why he's not. And it sucks. Right. Right. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. I want to see. Yeah. Check, you'll have to check that out at some point because I mean it's I, I'm I can tell you I'm and, and it's you know I me mean, I mean it's rare for like shit like this like pop up on my radar but it did and like I'm watching that trailer and I was just like fuck this looks so good <laughs> right you know I have to see this <laughs> I'm sure everybody out there is like watch Hamilton I'm like no this looks interesting. <laughs> what else? I don't, I don't know if I watched any of anything. I've seen seen anything else. Just some Halloween stuff. Yeah. Like behind the scenes kind of stuff. That's yeah. About it. That's coming out next week. I think. Yeah, next week. Are you are you going to go to a theater to see that? It depends on what we're doing. Yeah. I think next week is busy. I, I do want to see it in the theater, but well, I mean, um, you know, next weekend is uh, next Saturday is the P and P at the Nerd Corner. Yeah, you got that going on. Yeah. No, I know. I just don't yeah. know if I'm gonna. I don't know what it all entails. If we're gonna have time, who's working? Who's not? Who's off? Who's doing what? Yeah. It's not. It's just not like one of those things where you can just kind of like get away by yourself and go see. Unfortunately. 
Yeah, it's a whole, it's a family ordeal, and that's that's kind of what I like about stuff that's coming on TV. Yeah, it's just, you know we pick a day that we find that we can all watch something together that we want to see that's new. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then we just put it on. Yeah, or do it. No, I, I, I I I do get that. That's the that's the beauty of like you know streaming. Yeah, with, especially like you know with like new shit like this coming on. But um, well, I I was watching uh, ah, this cord's driving me crazy. Um, I was watching uh that Halloween foot like behind the scenes shit, and they brought in. Actually, I thought it was they're bringing in all these old actors mm-hmm. from the original series. Yeah, which I find interesting. But one of them's yeah. the cop. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to last long. He should have retired like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Wolford Brimley bat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, Wolford Brimley was only 49 when they made Cocoon, so. I, I can't get over it. <laughs> I still can't get over it. Two years away. Yeah. Two years away. No, two years. <laughs> but, uh... He's playing a retiree at 49. I mean, think of all that. I mean, like, if he... My God, he was only... When was this cocoon made? Eighty nine. Let me let me look it up because I I I'm, I'm exaggerating. It wasn't, but it, it was close. I mean, it was like really fucking close. So let me, let me look up old. Uh, so here's here's Wilford Brimley. Wilford was born September twenty seventh, nineteen thirty four. Cocoon came out. In 1985, which means Wilford Brimley was 51 when Cocoon came out. Damn. That's three years. So he's playing a retiree at 51 and looked like a retiree. That's why everybody thinks he's dead all the time. Like how how can this guy be alive? Yeah. Still, because yes, he played a retiree. He played a seventy year old when he when he was fifty one years old. <laughs> that means he was only forty eight. Like, like he, he was, was probably only dawn. he was probably only forty five when he made the thing. Yeah. I mean he he. You look so bad. He made Dawn Amici look young. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. He was probably like 45 when he made the thing. It probably was him that fucking cannonballed in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they probably had stunt guys for the rest of them. Yeah. Burnley was like, I got 45-year-old legs. I'm in there. Yeah, I mean, those people were old enough to be his parents. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, it's, like, ridiculous to think about. Why? I have not. (laughs) I mean, he pulled it off. Yeah, I mean, you know. But, I mean, it's just one of those amazing things where you're just, like, this is dumbfounding to me. Like, I, I, it's just, it's dumb. He played a retiree at 51. Like, he, he was playing, like, 15 to 20 years older. <laughs> and pulling it off with ease, because he looked like he should be that age. Well, that's his natural walk anyway, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you're talking about this guy in Halloween Kills that like you're you're like yeah. you should have hung it up 15 years ago like he, he's he's probably 42. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> they told they told Brownie he's like you gotta you gotta gain some weight for this role he's like no no I don't no. <laughs> <laughs> we we need you to go full Wilford Brimley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I talk to Wilford Wilford Brimley please? Wow, diabetes hotline. I still I can't I can't get over it. Like you're right. Like, he's only 85 right now. Oh, he di- oh no he only well, died August 1st of 2020 at the age of 85. Yeah, I mean, like I thought he was 85 in 1995. <laughs> right. You know. I just find that nuts. Anyway. Anyway, so you're looking to find time at some point to be able to watch. You don't think you're going to see in the theater, I think, is what I'm trying to get at from the sound of the here. I don't know. I, I want to, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what we're going to see in the theater next. Yeah. Okay. I just scrolled down. Wilford Brimley, under trivia, was a bodyguard for Howard Hughes. Holy shit. Really? The first thing. Um, No wonder he always has that no-nonsense look. Howard Hughes? Yeah. Talk about someone that's seen some shit. Like, he, this is okay. There's 18. I'm gonna go through these because some of these are fucking amazing. Was a talented jazz singer who recorded several albums and played successful club engagements. Now I'm gonna have to look that up. I have to look up some Wilford Brimley's jazz albums. Um, was a bodyguard to Howard Hughes. Was a farmer and rodeo rider who, after gaining weight, became a blacksmith and then a film actor. So, like, acting, not his first choice. Yeah. Um, Known to loosen up castmates with small practical jokes between takes, for example, while filming Cocoon the Return, Courtney Cox was caught off guard by whoopee cushion pranks. (laughs) I don't remember Courtney Cox being in that. The the Return, the second movie. I don't think I saw Um, that. And a reoccurring role on the Waltons, 
at the prodding at the prodding of series star Ralph Waite, Brimley became a charter member of Waite's Los Angeles Actors Theater. Now, here's the one we all love. He was only 49 when he was cast as a senior citizen for Cocoon and turned 50 during filming. <laughs> he was at least 20 years younger than any of the other actors playing the other elderly characters. <laughs> Enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps during the Korean conflict and spent three years in the Aleutian Islands. Uh-huh. He's known for his Quaker Oats commercials. Uh, first acting roles were at the six, in the 60s as a riding extra stuntman in westerns. At the time, he used the name Anthony Brimley. Um, despite playing Kevin Klein's father in In and Out in 1997, Brimley was only 13 years older. <laughs> Wilford's paternal grandfather was an English immigrant born in Wigan, Lancashire, while Wilford's paternal grandmother grandmother's parents were Scottish from Glasgow. Wilford's mother was of half Danish descent, with her other roots being Welsh, English, German, and Swiss German. Um, a controversial activist. He paid with his own funds for ads to have Utah allow horse race gambling, and he was actively opposed to the banning of cockfighting. Holy fuck! (laughs) He campaigned in Arizona and New Mexico against laws banning cockfighting. What? What's wrong with this guy? No. Um... As we all know, he had diabetes and served as a spokesperson for the diabetes testing supplies company, Liberty Medical. Um, was often mistaken for the trolley conductor in the 1991 Hardy's TV commercial for the Frisco Burger. <laughs> wow. That, that pissed him off. I'll bet. I ain't making no goddamn Hardy's commercial. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Let's go to a cockfight. <laughs> Get my rooster out of the trunk. <laughs> Sharpen that foot up. <laughs> thousand on that fucking nice red-headed rooster over there. <laughs> I'm just picturing the end. And give me a whiskey. No sugar. Arizona. I'm your friend Wilford Brimley. 
I'm here to tell you today about the importance of cockfighting. Yeah, like, what's the significance of that? How do you support something like that? Let me tell you something. There is nothing more wholesome than taking your family down to the cockfighting ring for a night of entertainment. (laughs) Right. The fresh sound of roosters engaged in battle. And a little bit of blood on your chin. That'll make you a man. <laughs> Jesus. Look at fuck? that. Little Johnny caught a beak. That's the souvenir, son. <laughs> right. I don't die. What a horrific thing to watch. It's like dog fighting. It is. It is. You're Same right. Thing. It's a horrible thing. I said. But like the fact that he was like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> publicly pro cock fighting. Like it wasn't like, like some like, like, like Michael Vick was at least like on the down low, you know, with the dog <laughs> fighting stuff. Like Wilford Brimley's out there like, like paying for it out of his own pocket. Like the finance ads that are pro cock fighting. Right. Right. You know, it's nuts. Oh, damn! What's wrong with him? I don't know. I like a little bit of rooster blood in my oatmeal. <laughs> it goes a long way. I'm starting to sound more like Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott, not pro cockfighting. At least not that I'm aware. Of. I'll check his IMDb page. Apparently. <laughs> I don't fucking love Sam Elliott. Oh, shit. I, I I think if Sam Elliott spoke, I would do whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's that kind of... Like, I don't know. I watched, I watched a lot of that show, The Ranch. Yeah. With him and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And, uh... I fucking loved him in it. Oh like, yeah, he was really, really good in that in that in that show. Like maybe better than Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, like he was amazing in that show. Yeah, just his one-liners and his demeanor, and you know what I mean. Oh yeah, like, it was a perfect part for him. You know. Yeah, it was good. Speaking of Ashton Kutcher, you know they're rebooting. Fucking oh, um, that, that 90s show. show. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did the one in the 80s where it was in like San Diego, yeah, and it didn't do too well. But this one's being done, it's called that 90s show, <laughs> and it's being headed by Red and Kitty. Yeah, it's like uh, their I'm granddaughter, Eric and Donna's it. granddaughter, comes to stay with them for the summer. Yeah, fucking great, dude. Oh, I can't wait. I can't it's fucking Red wait and Kitty are just fucking... They're the oh. best. <laughs> it's just so good. Red alone is fucking oh, dumb. Yeah. You're a dumbass, and I'll put my foot in your ass. Yeah, but it's going to be funny to see if they change it all. Like, I'm, I'm really interested. Yeah. People change on grandchildren. You know what I mean? Like, right. so we'll yeah. 
I don't think how that I don't goes. think red will. I think I think red will be still be like you know red. <laughs> I can't wait, dude. My favorite line of all time, like one of my all time favorite lines, is from that '70s show, and it's um the you know the foreman the 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 old the the daughter was finally introducing Kelso as her boyfriend, <laughs> and red and form and Kelso comes and he's like. Hi, Red. I got you a five pack. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, gee, Kelso, thanks. I wonder where that sixth beer went. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's good, dude. Oh, uh. yeah, Kirkwood, Kirkwood Smith, one of the all-time that guys. Yeah, I know we get. He was he, he did a ton of stuff with Star Trek. Yeah. Like like a lot like a lot of makeup work and stuff like that. But like one of my all time favorite Kirkwood Smith roles was in Robocop. Yeah, yeah. You know, he plays like the main bad guy there. Tremendous. Like you like you watch like Red Foreman and you go, Wow, I can't believe that's the same guy from Robocop. Because he's like, right. like like completely different, you know. Oh man! Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I saw, I saw that. I saw that, and I like asked because Nancy's like a huge '70s fan. That's like a comfort food for her. Like she'll oh, watch really? that. Like, yo, yeah, like like she'll like put that on to like any you know, the fall asleep to. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I love that show. I'm, I'm due for a rewatch of that at some point. It was a good show. Yeah. Well, one one last tidbit I wanted to get your your thoughts on. Um, apparently, there is a a Russian film crew, including an actor. That are going up to the International Space Station to actually film a movie. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so apparently, um, this week, a Russian Soyuz rocket carrying actor. Yulia Preslid, director Kilm Shapiro, and Russian cosmonaut Anton Shikilov lifted off and it was on its way to linking up with the International Space Station, where the movie will be filmed, titled The Challenge. Uh, The movie has been described as following a Russian doctor who is sent to the International Space Station to save the life of a cosmonaut. Reportedly, the plan is for the Russian crew to spend 12 days on the space station alongside the existing assortment of seven astronauts already taking up residence within the, the increasingly cramped interior. Um, so, it states here that they went under, underwent an accelerated course of many important elements that the cosmos study over many years. We tried to master them in four months. Of course, this is very fast. 
we had a lot of theory, practice, endurance, sports, everything imaginable. It seems to me that this is a rather feasible task. Naturally, not to become a cosmonaut at the level of Anton and other professionals, but to prepare as a participant in space flight. So, 12, 12 days so, of shooting a movie. So they pretty much fucking Rocky trained him for like fucking yeah six weeks. Well, I'm imagining it more along the lines of like get what, out what there and five feet of snow. Here's a yoke. Yeah, I'm picturing more along yeah. the lines of like Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, some someone's gonna die on this mission. Yeah, <laughs> we're about to get our first fatality on the uh, International Space Station. We're going to really see what happens to a body when they go outside of the. Well, I mean, Tom Cruise has said he wants to do a movie in space. Like, but I always feel like that's just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. Like, you know, Tom Cruise is like does his own. Like <sighs> fucked up stunt work anyway. So I can see <laughs> Cruise being like, yeah, I want to go into space. I could do that. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Yeah. But but now I'm he's sure not going to be the first, because the Russians sure. have beat him to it. I'm sure the church will help him do that. I'm sure, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, there's some money there. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, we'll find, uh, yeah, we'll find that. What's in it for us? Yeah. Your firstborn. No, I'm just we need to get Tom in the space. <laughs> How can Zemu make this happen? Mm, Tom, have you ever done anal? No, I'm just <laughs> Tom's like pitching or catching. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. But um and I find it interesting. I, I, I still think someone's going to die. But, um, you know, Shatner's going. Yeah, but that's not really space. I guess not, right? Like, they're, like, like just barely getting to the atmosphere, you know? Like, he'll ex- like Shatner will experience some weightlessness. But, like, I mean, I, I, I think they're going as high as, like, the SR-71 went, you know? He'll, he'll sing Rocket Man on the way up. Yeah. The... <laughs> I'm a rocket man. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. They're not going to the space station or anything. But... I'd be more worried about that motherfucker landing than I would fucking any of the takeoff or anything like that. I don't know. I, I still look at it as a crapshoot. I don't think yeah. they've perfected anything yet. I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, you know, like, I mean, it's just like, like, you know, the Russians are just shooting a capsule up to that, that space station and it comes back down and, you know, lands somewhere in the ocean and, you know, somebody's going to pick it up. It's not, not like it's a shuttle, you know. Yeah. Like, why haven't we gotten to the shuttle point yet? Like, why have we reverted back to capsules? 
I mean, we have like that reverse engineering for airplanes and stuff like that to where they hover, like hornets. Yeah. And hornets hover like that. Why can't well, we make no, it on a marine? I don't know. The Hornet, no, it was like the that Marine. I can't remember which one it was, but you have a few of them now that that, that can hover. But like, uh, like the I think the F twenty two has the hover ability. Yeah, so but, why um, can't we just do that on a larger scale? I mean, like we're still, you know, people are still getting parachuted into the ocean. I think, don't you think we should be beyond that at this point? Well, we were. Mm. I mean, we 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 went. To, we had the the shuttle. You know, and then they like decommissioned those and yeah, one NASA... I've never got a real true story on why they decommissioned them. I I think it was just mainly like the fleet was becoming becoming too expensive to maintain. Mm. Like you figure they they hadn't built a new shuttle since like I think eighty two. So now we're just in dragon technology, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Like, there were like like the U.S. government is like said like yeah we're not interested in like you know developing new space flight we're gonna leave that to Elon Musk. Yeah, you know. Well, the private sector. Yeah. I mean that's where the money is gonna come from. That's where the money is anyway. Right. You know. What I mean? And there's a and, part of me that's like actually it's gonna be private sector up on that moon mine in the fucking water on it right. or whatever they want to fucking. Do. Like the th- the thing is, it's like like the financial conservative in me is like, well, good. The U.S. government shouldn't be funding this. Like we have enough problems we need to fix on our own. We don't need to be like dropping billions into the next version of you know the space taxi. Let's leave that to like Elon Musk and friends. Yeah. But, you know, there's another part of me that though is like, you know, you know. By the end of this decade, we will go to the moon. You know, like like I'm still inspired by Kennedy. Right. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, it's like this is what the government should be doing. But there's another part of me is like, you know, we got enough fucking problems. We don't need to be spending a billion dollars on that fucking thing. Yeah. You know? Right. Slayer rolls. Slayer. Yeah. yeah. So. So like I'm of a mixed mind. You know, but yeah. but at the same time, it's like, fuck it. If Musk can come up with it. You know, yeah, I think I'd be pissing my pants on return. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there'd be any problems with me going on takeoff or anything, but I would be pissing myself on return. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's finite where they got to land. And it's just like, can't you have a bigger platform? Can't you, you know, Monroeville <laughs> Mall parking lot. Or... Yeah. Why are we landing on for anything? Why are we why are we landing on a dining room table? I just don't really know why. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know. What, but, what do you mean it's a twenty by twenty square? Yeah. I don't understand it. I that's the part I don't understand. Yeah. Like Seems like you'd want to land it. Okay, X marks the spot. Land on the X. Oh, we missed the X. Okay, that's okay, because it's still flat. Yeah. That's not, you know. No, no, it went into the ocean and blew up. <laughs> yeah. And everyone died. Yeah. Because you missed the X. <laughs> you know. Son of a bitch. Sorry, sir. I spilled my drink. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There's too much room for error now. I was playing Galaga. Exactly. <laughs> Did you see that new song by uh, 
real quick. Uh, I guess it was done about a week ago. It was put out by uh, Cougar and Springsteen. No. Yeah, they have a song together. Oh Duet. Yeah. It's not bad. No. Cougar looks rough. Oh, I'm sure. He's 70. Yeah. And Bruce looks... Bruce seems probably about the same age. Yeah. I mean, Bruce looks, you know... I mean, he looks his age, but Cougar yeah. looks worse than this. Bruce has aged well. I don't know if he's had work done or... I think he has. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I don't know. Bruce can still sing. Yeah. How's Bruce today? Weird, I know. Believe that is me. weird. Um, I don't know. I just went down this road today on YouTube. I just wanted to see, like... It all started with Bob Seger. <laughs> wow, that's a good place to start. Yeah, well, I mean, I was listening to some Seger and... Yeah. I was telling Ellie, I was like, you know, this and on. I was like, that's... That's the problem today. There's no more songwriters. I mean, or very few, it seems. They kind of come and make it a comeback, but not like there used to be. I was like, these guys actually, you know, these are songwriters. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I liked. And um, so they went down the Cougar Hole and then went to Bruce and listened to some old stuff from Bruce. And, and, uh, I was trying to tell her, I was like, you know, this was like, Springsteen was sort of like the, well, sort of Cougar too, like the 80s answer, or 80s similarities to Dylan. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. In vain, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's what Springsteen wanted to be. He wanted to be a different version of Bob Dylan. I think he achieved that to a certain yeah. extent. Well, there's a little problem with Born in the USA, but. <laughs> yeah, that made it, but he didn't exactly say, eh, you know what, this song is really wrong. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? well, yeah, I mean, but he does have that problem. Like, like Reagan was using that, and he's like, you do understand this is an anti-government song, right? You're right. And the Reagan administration was like, really? We didn't catch that. <laughs> you know, that's right. Where's that in the lyrics? <laughs> Did you listen to the song? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, so then I went there. Then I went down to. Uh, <laughs> then I went, I went to, uh, you know, the rabbit hole, right? So then I went yeah. to John Fogarty and uh, started listening to some John Fogarty. It was a weird rabbit hole I went down to. That is a weird rabbit hole, it's like like Amer- the Americana rabbit hole. Yeah. Because like all those guys sing about is like the American experience, like from like from four very different points of view though. Right. And then I went to uh, um, <laughs> it's a type of music. Uh, Cajun music. Okay. Because I wanted to hear this song. It's called Jambalaya or something like that. I don't know what's. It was in the movie Still Magnolia. I know old movies. 
Steel Magnolias, but there's a part at this wedding where they're playing like Cajun music. Um, it's actually a really good song, and I really dug it. Yeah, had like that calliope sound, like yeah, you know the you know the accordion, you know all that kind of crap. And uh, I'm familiar with the music just from you know in in Biloxi for so long, and uh, and I got my taste of it down there. So I mean, like I heard it in that movie, I was like, this good song. Actually, John Fogarty did a cover of it. Which I found on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Which I found interesting. And I really like the John Fogarty version. Yeah. And I mean, because I like when... When Fogarty starts screaming, it's like really good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It's John Fogarty, you know, you know? Yeah. Like, not put me, you know... Not center field. Yeah. Right. It's... When he starts wailing... Yeah. That's, that's the John Fogarty that I like. Yeah. And, uh... And so he did a version of that song. I was like all into it. So then I went down the rabbit hole. So I just put on this. <laughs> it's a funny story. I put on this video. Um, thank God Elliot was gone. Um, I put on this video and it said. It was like, I don't know, a mix of. I forget the name of that genre. There's a certain genre for that music. I just can't think of it. Anyway, um, you know, just Cajun music. Yeah. And uh, it was like, it was called To the Swamps or, you know, something weird like that. And, and I was like, all right, I'll listen to it. But it had some good music on it. And then it had like, and then it uh, had like scenes from the swamp and a gator coming off and a crane. And, you yeah. know, and going down the river and there was like these old, you know, docks and houses right on the river and stuff like that <clears throat> i was like this is really cool and uh so i was like i'm gonna play candy crush and just sit there and <laughs> sit there and listen to some uh zydescope i don't know i'm gonna listen to this music so i'm listening and listening and listening and it gets a little weird there was like some it got a little religious but then it flipped off and went right back into cajun yeah Cajun hoedown music, I guess. And uh, I'm sitting there listening. And all of a sudden, I look up, and it's like scenes from Mardi Gras. I'm like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, it was like, how did we start from, like, in the swamps with gators and cranes and good music to, like... Still good music, but, like, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> flashing and multiple men reaching up and grabbing. And yeah, this going on and the absolute like, worst of us. Yes, like yeah. completely. It went from innocence to filth. Yeah, like real quick. Yeah, you know, like you know, it was like Sada and Gomorrah. <laughs> like, what's funny this. is like, like for the next like month, like anytime you go on YouTube, it's gonna like flood you with shit about like like. Since you watch this, you'll like this. Like it'll just flood your 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 uh, your your stream with like shit like that. To you, it'll like suck a man. Huh? <laughs> I said I'm tired of being tracked. Yeah, but no, I, well, I love it, like because I'll listen to like I'll be like 
I'm in the mood. Well, this is Copperhead Road. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the next thing I know, I'm like, you know, <laughs> the Copperhead Road, and I'm like, you know, all these other artists that are similar to that, I'm like, you know, I just like this one fucking song. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't need, you know, David Allen Coe and all this, you know, whatever you're going to feed me. I, I just like Copperhead Road because it's a good fucking song. Right, right, right. No, I get that. Yeah. I have to like, look I make, it up. Like, I, 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 I watch one Garth Brooks video and next thing I know, I'm like flooded with like, you know, since do you like Garth Brooks? Listen to Toby Keith. Like, no. Yeah, I'm good. I like Garth Brooks, you know, and it's like rare when I want to listen to Garth Brooks. <laughs> right. You know. Like Garth Brooks' first album is magic. Everything after that is trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, that's all I've got. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> Zydeco. Zydeco. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. I was going to say something like Creole, but, you know. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, let's not forget, next weekend, next Saturday, 5 o'clock, we'll be recording at the Nerd Corner again. Uh, we're hoping you will show up if you're in the Pittsburgh area. If, if you're, it, that's the Nerd Corner. It's on Lincoln Way in White Oak, Pennsylvania. Uh, stop by, say hello, commence some commerce. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, it was good. We had a good time last time. I hope everybody that can make it can make it. And, uh, you know, stop at Louis <laughs> Cruz and get yourself a slushy and then come on up. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's next week. Um, I'll, I'm planning on being there. I, I will be there at 4:30. Um, and uh, we'll have to get start recording around five-ish, you know. Yeah. So, um, but stop by if you can. Again, that's at five o'clock next Saturday. <coughs> the Nerd Corner in White Oak, PA, on Lincoln Way. Yeah. Um. And remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Let me get this through real quick. I just, because I did promise Thad, I would, he actually sent in a uh, an email about his first um, haunted house. Oh, okay. So let me cover this real quick. Um, this weekend, Superfan Thad went to the scare house. Two years ago, Scarehouse moved from Etna to their new location at the Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Gone are the days when you would park at the zoo and get busted over by auto. The haunt cost 25 bucks a ticket for general admission. The runtime was just under 25 minutes, so it's about a buck a minute. Um, as expected, the detail to every area does not disappoint. One of the coolest things I saw was an area where they had creepy nuns like the movie. There was a hallway where they were hanging. Well, I could not res- no, no, not that there. Uh, there was a decent amount of actors. Um, if there was an area without a live actor, then the animatronics took over. Uh, you should check this out. So 
Um, so that's the the, the Pittsburgh Scare House. Uh, he doesn't give any information on where it's at. You know, it's in up by Pittsburgh Mills. If you know where that's at, it's up on Twenty Eight. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I know Pit, that Pittsburgh. You know, the Scare House has been one of the top haunted <coughs> uh, houses in the area for a number of years. Mm. So. So there you go. So um, that's Thad's uh, review. I wanted to make sure I get that in. I don't <laughs> want to hear about it next week from him. <laughs> if he shows up, he might he might he might be at a haunted house next weekend. It might be we might be super fan of Thad three, free. Yeah, um, but you can send us an email, and uh, that email address is pittsburghnerdyyahoo.com. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. Check out my vlog. Every new new episodes are released every Wednesday and Saturday, and the vlog can be found uh, on YouTube. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd as well. Again, very very easy to find. And uh, what else? We are a member of a number of podcasting networks. <coughs> uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And also don't forget, Podbreed does have its own app. So you can actually download the Podbreed app and uh, listen to our show and everything else that they have to offer. And as always, as Ian yawns, I want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. Can't thank you enough uh, for doing that. Um, it warms the cockles of my heart. No. No. <laughs> So thank you so much for 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 giving us a chance. I we greatly appreciate it. Sure and on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>